Hello everybody, it is I, Ryan, and we are here with our fellow players doing episode 4 of this campaign here in the Ormia region, and I'm playing along with... Hi, I'm Katie, I play Ama. Hello, I'm Tyler, your co-host, and I play G Gregory. I'm Michael, and I play Scott. I'm Sky, and I play Charlie. Alright, cool, cool. So, we last left off with you guys basically going to bed up in the Pokemon Center up on top. So, for funsies, everybody give me a d20. How well rested did you sleep? Oh no. <laughs> oh no, three. Okay, oh, Ama slept like a rock with a four. Oh no, 19. <laughs> Mike got a four and Sky got a three. Ah! <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> it's okay. Shinx was just. No, Shinx was so rested. He was jumping on the bed. Yeah, like poking at my face, you know, with his little paw, like trying to get attention. Scott and Charlie might be a little. Like, you ever woke up and you're like, I didn't get any sleep when we really got like, you know, five or six hours, but you're like, ugh. Okay, so I, I picture, so I'm trying to remember the room setup. I know you guys got three rooms because I don't think the girls mind to bunk it together. The guys were like, oh, we need our space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly. You two don't bros mind, sleeping you? in a hotel, what? two rooms apart because they're not gay. Hey! Yes! <laughs> I would assume Charlie and Scott would not be the first ones to awake because they got such bad sleep. If anything, they're sleeping longer. What is Ama <laughs> and... Um, does Ama or Gregory... How I think you guys will both get good rest sleep. Ama with a 19, Gregory with a 16 for their sleep, you know. What would you guys yeah. do as your, like, I don't want to say morning routine, but what would you guys do as you're waking up here? Because this is your first time for both of you, at least, too. You got, For everybody, you guys are away from home. First time actually being in, like, a bed since you probably left. Because, well, a boat's bed's all right. This is your actual first, like, bed here in the region, you know. What is, like, Gregory or Ama's, like, morning routine is, like, they would wake up here? Uh getting dressed in his um, in his shorts and his vest ready to swim just in case he needs to maybe brushing his hair a bit but nothing too crazy because doesn't matter all that much to him question so are his shorts swim trunks they are jammers yeah jammers what is a jammer? Like, it's like swim latex, trunks. like spandex, whatever. Yeah, like your leggings, like but shorts. Yeah. What boys wear on swim teams? Yeah. They're oh. tight. Oh. <laughs> you, oh. Can, you can see every ounce of Gregory, whether you want to or not. <laughs> so you basically can see every ounce of him. Fantastic. Every, every, every I mean, not. It could be a speedo, but like, <laughs> yeah. no, be like, we don't want that. Every crevice. We don't want that. It's a good thing he didn't ask. Moving along. <laughs> breakfast. What's for breakfast? Oh, thanks. Oh, sorry. You were shitting on me, so I figured you, you didn't want to go. <laughs> that was good. Ama, what's going on? We heard, we heard about Gregory getting ready in the morning. That was cool. I enjoyed yeah. that. Ama, what are you up to? Ama usually like freshens up a bit and does her morning stretches. She tries to get Jolene to join her. <laughs> uh, Jolene seems a little interested. Not totally so. It's like her first night also in some kind of like, you know, human environment. That's well, true. So. That's true. 
she tries and she just gets ready and she's pretty energized. She's a morning person. Cool. I love it. She's, she's just a she's trying to do she's know? trying to do her stretches, but she's also like trying to wrangle Jolene. Okay. Too. I I picture Amma and like or Gary kind of opening their doors like you guys maybe hear each other getting ready, so you guys kind of like leave around the same time like your rooms. Do you notice the other two other two people aren't up? And you hear there's like dead silence coming from their rooms. Well, Amma what is what is Amma and Gregory? I know, yeah. So you look over and you just see that um, Charlie's just out still. Would Amma like let her sleep, or would Amma what would Amma do? Amma probably lets her sleep. She knows she's like a morning person, and other people aren't, so she'll let her be for now. She did everything kind of quiet, aside from maybe a bit of noise when she's trying to chase the rabbit around the room. And yeah, Gregory, you hear the room next to you is just like silent, like there's no sound. He's, he's sleeping. I'm not going to disturb him. Okay. So I could see you, uh, Amma. So would you just leave your room then and wait for her to wake up on her own? Yep, for now at least. And Gregory, I would assume you'd leave your room? Yeah, what looking for breakfast. That's fair. I could say you run into Amma probably down in the lobby of the Pokey Center. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Amma gives a quick wave. I'm thinking about fishing up some breakfast, if you're interested. Fishing? Ah, oh, I can come along. Okay, so are you two going to be leaving then? Leave the other two? We can bring them back fish to eat. Are we talking like fish fish or like Magikarp fish? Whatever's on the line. Alright. They did eat them in the anime at one point, I think. There was, there yeah, was they images did. Of them in the movie, guy. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, Charlie's purely vegan, number one. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me sad. Okay, so you guys are going to go out and do some morning fishing? Hell yeah. Alright. see if you catch anything. Here's the moment where I need to ask. Are you going to use, like, any of your special bait? Or are you just going to use the stereotypical worm? Do you want to tell the listeners what type of bait that you have again as, like, a reminder? Because of your, your race comes with special features. Sure. Um... Gregory has two types of bait with him. Uh, it's uh, Venonaut bait and uh, Weedle bait, I believe, is the other one. I can. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. But I will use the. Uh, I'll use the Venonaut bait. Okay. Oh, fancy. Fancy, but yeah. not the, uh, the, the luxuries. All right. We're getting crabby. Bro. <laughs> Here's uh, the thing. So, this is an old rod. I suppose like a good rod or a great rod. And this is some homebrew stuff, because the book just kind of says, oh, fishing, here's what you could catch. And that's all the book really goes into. So here's what I'm going to need. It's your first time. I'm going to need an athletics to see if you can perform, like if you can put the like bait correctly on the reel, like correctly on the hook, can you wind back and cast it right? You see what I'm saying? Like, if you yeah. do get a bite, does it, like, can you hook it right and we- reel it in, you know? I will go. say, if you get below a certain number or lower, not the best will happen. Oh, well, no. all right. Okay. I have no modifier to it, so that's a four. All right. So, Gregory... Can I just, like, try it? Attaches, attaches this purple fuzzy piece to his hook. Winds back with it. And as soon as he flicks it in front of him, it goes, boop, in the water. And it just sinks down. Gregory, you're going to feel some tugging on your line. Give me another athletics. I said it. Ten. Gentleman's ten. Gentleman's ten. As you try to hook it in and reel it in, your bait's gone. 
Are you? Fuck. That was what the four was. Okay. Oh. Well, that's cool. All right, no food. Let's go home. Starving. <laughs> he tries one time. No food. That's uh, it. I can, I can give it a shot. I don't have a line or anything. You're gonna have to lend me yours, but I can try. Yeah, you can I try. Have a plus four. I might actually get something. Okay. <laughs> we'll give Amma the fishing rod. Okay. For... Just so I know, what type of lure are you giving her? Or not lure? Um, bait are you giving her? Regular worms, weedle. Well, I used the good shit and it's gone, so... As here's... in real life, you could lose worms to fish easy. I'll give her the wormple. One of the two wormples. Is it a wormple or Weedles. a weedle? Weedle, okay. Weedles, sorry. I said wormple earlier. Alright, I need right. an athletics check, Amma. Twelve. So you cast it out. You guys are waiting for a bit. And this is just maybe a little bit off of town. So, like, where you guys were seeing the water was coming into this big building... That had like the wall missing. You guys went further down from that, so away from town a bit. So you guys are kind of in the root a little bit. Your cast, you do your line with a twelve. You just kind of see your bobber go around. Nothing bites on it. All you right. can certainly reel it back and try again if you'd like. It's up to you. Your bait is not gone. It's just nothing seemed to be there so, right there. Give it another shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Twenty three. All right. Ama, do me a favor. All right. Give me yes. a D100. I guess two D100s, because we have to see if it's shiny. First D100 is a 16. Second one is a 20. You feel tugging on the line as it dips down from where you're fishing. Another athletics? Um, no. I take that back. You rolled over a 20. No need for the second one. You just are okay, able to so reel, it, reel in. it in. Like, you hook it, and you're just reeling it in fast as, like, the pole's bending. Yep. And you pull up out of this water, this creature, and it's Blopping around on land. This is where I need to ask the players how they would like this to work. Because I anticipate fishing to be a good part of this campaign. Do we want fish? If you wrote like a fish fish, you know, like Goldie, Magikarp, etc. To be flopping around like a fish would? Or is it magically not dying on land? I I mean, we could just do Pokemon physics. Like, the games. Yeah, so, like, a quillfish or, like, a goldine, right? They're not flopping on land. They're just, like, stationary. Again, it's DM's choice. Oh, I know. And that's why I wanted to leave it up to players. So, the general consensus is it is, like, a live thing, you know? So, Ama. Yes. You feel the line, like I said, bend, and you're tugging it, reeling it in, and you've got your boots dug into the ground as you're yanking it back, and you're seeing the, the wooden pole is, like, bending at the strength of this thing. And you're just reeling this fish that comes up out of the water and it's this bright it's like this reddish color and it has what appears to be like yellow fins coming out of the top above its head and below its head and it's got these almost catfish like whiskers coming down the sides of it as you realize this right. pokemon and it just starts flopping on land in front of you and you're going gorp, 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 gorp. how about we give this thing a scan sure all right so i pull out my pokedex and i raise it towards this fish mm-hmm. and we scan Magikarp, fish Pokemon, water. Magikarp is a pathetic excuse for a Pokemon that is only capable of flopping and splashing. This behavior prompted scientists to undertake research into it. Magikarp, water Pokemon. So pathetic. That's That's kind of sad. (laughs) I feel bad for it. Oh my god. I mean, it's currently just flopping around on the ground. It's up to you guys if you do anything with it. Why don't you guys catch it? You're not there. This is my I breakfast. 
Heather's like, I'm hangry! This is food. So, can it be turned into rations and call it a day? I will let you, if you want to harvest a Pokemon, I will need a survival. It might not last the longest compared to, like, jerky, but you can certainly do that. I mean, it's his line, so... It's, I mean, I, yeah, I if, mean, if you... he wants to, if he wants to eat it, that was kinda, the whole point of coming. Yeah, but <laughs> kind of, can't argue. A twenty, unnatural, dirty Un- twenty, unnatural twenty, a dirty twenty. Yeah, you easily were able to get um a lot of different meat that was off of this. This thing looked to be like a heavy guy. So with your twenty, you get at least four rations. We'll say four. We'll say five rations just to make it a nice, easy, good number there. So what do you do with your five? Uh, let's see, there's there's f- four of us, so I'll give two to myself, because I use the bait, and Ama, I'll give hers a ration, and then okay. save the other two for uh, the rest of the team, Last Hope. So now so we, we can head back? head back, yeah. They're both still not awake. <laughs> you don't see them anywhere in the Poke Center. Meaning, like, when as soon as you walk in, like, they're not, like, waiting for you on the ground floors or anything. But what time is it, actually? Nine, maybe ten-ish. I think now's a good time. I wouldn't want to wait too late. Yeah, gotta After get going. After all, if we want to go to the boating school, I don't know how late they stay open. So let's wake them up. Yep. So Ama goes back up to the room that she and Charlie stayed in. So Ama goes back to their room, and she comes in, and Charlie's still asleep. So she goes over to the bed, and she kind of gives Charlie a little bit of a shake. But is like gentle so she doesn't scare the crap out of her. But yeah, so she'll wait and see if that does anything. There's monsters, Charlie! Sorry. So does it actually Charlie, wake roll up? Roll me a Charlie? D twenty. Do you how do you wake up? Let's see. What, oh yeah. 17? Seventeen. Yeah. That definitely wakes you up. Okay. I'm not scared. Ama Ama gives her a bit of time to wake up and she kinda just hangs around the room. So Charlie then just gets ready, puts Puts her uh, scarf and hat, brushes her teeth, maybe even takes a shower. Gregory, what do you do? Uh, Gregory will knock on Scott's door. Scott, give me a d20. Do you wake up hearing knocking? 16! Yes, you do. Alright. I have been awakened. So, like, describe me, right? You hear, you hear a at the door. What do you do? Uh, Scott, it's time to get up. I got you some breakfast. All right, so um, I get out of bed, uh, get dressed, and uh, go have breakfast. You don't even brush your teeth? Gross. I do that after I eat. <laughs> Big brain. I, yeah, I do that after I eat. Then I'll, I'll shower, yeah. All right, so... You get ready, and then what's your Swablu up to? So I make sure that my Swablu is uh, awake uh, as well, and um, then we we head over to uh, get some food. So that's when I open the door and I I go out. There you go. Scott and Gregory, would you guys, like Gregory, once you see Scott come out, what would you guys guys do? Would you wait in the hallway? Would you go down to the Poke Center? What would you guys do? Likely wait, but can't force Scott to wait with me. Yeah, I would, I would also wait. Okay. So, 
Charlie, you finished doing your thing. You and your you have Evie out, right? Yeah, you and yep. your Evie. And then what do the girls do? They they hear that the boys are ready out in the hall. Go meet them, I guess. If Charlie's ready. Yeah. Let's go meet the boys. We got fun things to do today. Uh, I would say good morning. Good morning. I brought you breakfast. Is it real food? Yeah, you could eat it. Uh, Alma kind of like, you know, puts her puts her hand over her mouth and goes to Charlie. That's a Magikarp or was a Magikarp. I'll just take it. Put it away. (laughs) And not touch it for several, several days. Scott also gets a ration if if you want it. Y'all don't have to take it. I'll fucking eat it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. Scott will gladly take it. He'll eat the entire thing. He'll also use a fork because he wants to be polite and he doesn't want to make a mess. <laughs> no plate, but I like the uh I like the aesthetic. <laughs> yes. Are you gonna make it into a Magikarp taco and and then eat it with a fork? No. Okay. However, in the future, that's a possibility. However, if anybody ever wants to make a survival check for cooking and would like to attempt to raise like a cooking like thing, like you know, how, like in games you can like progress your quote unquote cooking skill or whatever, that could be a cool character arc to see how many different things you can make out of Pokemon. Not that it's a good idea, <laughs> but just hearing Magikarp tacos maybe as a DM thing, that's pretty dope. Not gonna <laughs> lie, I appreciate the imagination. <laughs> So, like where do you guys think we should go for today? Gary will ask the group. Um, well, we do have to go see Shipwright, um, Shipwright Barney. True, but do you want to, like, stop at... Because I know there's a Pokemart, and there's also yeah, we should a bait get shop. Pokeballs. We could probably check it out. Yeah, I definitely we should... need Pokeballs. Yeah, I could always use some, too. Yeah, that would help. So we should make a little running list, a to-do list, as they call it. So Shipyard and Earl's, okay. right? Are we have mm-hmm. to go there too? Or mm-hmm. just and the, the Pokemon? Yeah. Maybe we should go to the Pokemon first because it's, it's right next to the Poke Center. That would make sense. You know. So, all right. To the Pokemart. As you walk into the Pokemart here, you feel some of the tropical breeze start to fill the room as, like, you're feeling some of, like, the slits, because this is also kind of like a nice hut that's kind of built. And you see that there's a few varieties of things set up on the shelves, and there's even, like, a glass panel up towards the front of the room there. And there's a gentleman that's standing by the glass, like, by the glass panel there, and he's sitting there, um, and you see he's just kind of writing in a notebook. Okay, we will say hello. <laughs> he goes, We will greet the man. He goes, Ah, oh, hello. Welcome, welcome. Yes, uh, I don't recognize you all. I, I, are you from here? Are you from somewhere else? Or what, what, what brings you to me here? We're not from here, but we would, we would like to make some purchases of some Pokeballs and other items. Are there any special Pokeballs here? Ah, yes, 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 there is, my dear, my dear. I, uh, well, 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 you see here, here we have our specialty. 
we have our nest balls here. Good for anybody going out about to start their journey. Now, granted, they do be a, a, a bit more expensive than the average run-of-the-mill Pokeball, being this is the really only area in the entire region you can find them. Okay, how much are they? Four fifty each. Hmm? Is there any way you could maybe bring the price down just a tad, or...? Ah. I'm sure if a few of us in the group buy some, we buy in bulk. I'm listening. That sounds like I will need a persuasion check, I believe. How about a 19? 19. He goes, I do like what I'm hearing. Yes, yes, I do, I do. I, uh, hmm, well, how much is, he smiles as, how much is this buy in bulk we're talking about? I also have regular Pokeballs and the run of the mill potions, too. Depends on how, how much money do we have altogether? And how much are you guys willing to spend? He says, I'm willing to spend some, but... He, he'll, after you say that, he will say, Mind if I ask what brings you to our town here? Well, we're here to see Shipwright Barney. He goes, hmm. I see. So, you're one of those... You're, you're the assigned uh, kinds of people that will be traveling via boats at some point. You won't be just staying on our little island here. No, we'll be adventuring around the whole region. Yeah. We are going to be adventuring. Mind if I ask for what the you're... professor? Ah, for the professor, huh? And his face kind of droops a little bit, and he goes, "Mind if I ask? Are you perhaps know about the other group that came through here a few weeks, maybe even about a month or two ago now?" Yeah, kind of mean to everybody, but we we want to be friendly and maybe kind of help you guys out too. Not just, you know, take from you. Listen, girl, I I really do appreciate you trying to do your best for me and the people here. Before that, I'll give you a little piece of advice. Keep in mind, if you are going to have people join your crew in the future, especially, and he points over towards the building down the street and he goes, at the boating school, people can't just pack up and leave everything without... Of course, being paid for their efforts. So, hearing the idea of all of you wanting to pull your money together to spend it all here, but then want to go out also and explore and have an adventure, just make sure you can have enough money to afford potential other members of your crew if that is your plan. I'm also not saying you shouldn't spend any money here, because obviously, as being such a nice store owner, I gave you a good piece of advice that I did not have to do, but this young girl here has been nice and persuaded me to. So, how about this? I'll take you up on that if you buy in bulk offer, but I would like it if you at least thought about having members of your crew. And that's right. very kind of you to watch out for us. Isn't it? And he kind of just like tilts his head towards the side to give like a side profile. Anywho. And he goes, man there with the green hair, you're picking up what I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah, I am. That's why I'm only gonna purchase a couple potions and maybe a netball or two but i will not be spending much he goes and that is fine by no means am i discouraging you not to spend much i just want to make sure that you as a group understands because you seem to be relatively new here to at least this town and it's usually the town where people come to get starter boats so first time i've seen you first time i've given you advice etc so 
just think about that if you plan to go to another town in the future, because there are other towns that have other boating schools. So it comes down to, and this is what makes our region unique. Do you pay for more crew members, or do you buy items and such? Right. Yes. So, what do you guys need? I need Pokeballs, myself. Like, yeah. how many? I would like to have a good amount. Thank you. That's a great estimate. <laughs> for reference, that you can clearly see, prices of Pokeballs, like I said, are two, or prices of normal Pokeballs are 250 while the nest balls are 450. But this is the only spot where you can get nest balls. And they are really nice. Mhm. Especially at this point when we don't exactly have we're not battling really super high levels. Would everyone want to buy like one nest ball each? I would That's like what to I was buy probably <laughs> yeah. two. So what if we do like a bulk of like eight nest balls and four potions. Does that cover everybody? Yeah. That sounds good. Let's see how much that comes out to. He's got yeah. his little like cash register machine there and he says, Okay, so have you all come to a uh, choice of how much or what you'd like to buy? I do believe would... so. So, uh, eight. Nest balls and four potions with any bargains you might have behind that glorious little counter of yours. He says, so you said eight nest balls? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that yeah, a... there's four uh, of us. That is fine. I just I want to make sure them. that you all understand. That alone is 3,600. We understand that. Okay. But you did say you'd give us a deal. If we bought in bulk. He says, that's just the Pokeballs, my dear. Oh. Uh, Each yeah, ball, like I said, is 450. So 450 oh. times 8. <laughs> now, like I said, I do like you all. So I could do this. If you buy 5, I could throw in an extra one. Okay. Um, that's okay. fair. And he, goes, and he says, the same can be for potions, too, if you'd like. Because you've kind of grown on me as kids, and I want to see you all do well. After some consultation, we've gotten down to the fact of Ama will get one ball, one potion. Gregory's going to get one ball, two potions. Sky, or um, Charlie, is going to get two balls, one potion. And Scott is going to get two balls, one potion. Overall, Ama pays the least for all that, so she'll get the free nest ball to compensate. And Gregory... Pays the second least, so he'll get the free potion. So that they're all paying a grand total value if they were to pay out of pocket for all this, not counting free stuff. Each of them would pay over $1,000. But instead, all of them are going to pay 800 For the grand total of 3200 split amongst the group. Okay. Perfect. So everyone is going to subtract 800 from their accounts. Set. Square. Never doing that again. Okay. What are you guys up to now after all that? We are going to the Everyone boating school. Everyone to go to the boating school? Yes. Okay. Sounds great. So you guys leave the Pokemon and go for like your walk towards the boating school. So you guys walk into this, this ground level school area. And as you walk in, there's a woman behind the counter that comes in. That's there. 
and says, Hello, everyone. Uh, what can I do for you? I think I speak for all of us and say that we're trying to learn about some boating. Ah, that's remarkable. Um, my question is, are you students or are you people that are going to be setting out sailing? We are going to be setting out sailing, but we'd like to know more about what we have to do to do so. Ah, I see. Well, I should explain how things work here. Um, hello, yes, uh, my name is Mrs. Kimberly. I'm one of the professors here. Um, so our students here go through training, at least in this pokey school. There's a few around the region. And we have three specialities that our students here train in. So that one day they can set out and be hired to go amongst other people and sail across the different islands. The best people to ask once you're amongst your ship for guidance on how the ship works the best would be the quartermasters. The quartermaster is the one that's the best with navigation as far as the one that's going to be steering the ship, piloting out the routes, if you tell them where to go, etc. They are the ones that will be able to take you, take you all where you need to go, hopefully, in the best means possible. And we have some students that excel very high at that and will give you all extra bonuses when it comes to looking around. That was some little bit of DM to player. So there is three classrooms that are set up in front of you with the doors. One of them says quartermaster. One of them says gunner. And the other one says engineer. She goes, and these are three different roles you can have for crew members on your ship. If you would like to get more information about each role itself, for the quartermaster, as I said, they help with navigation. They'll be the best ones to help be able to steer you in the direction as long as whoever the captain is and their fellow first mate, second mate, etc. Which she points at you all and says, if you are the ones making your ship for your team, I would assume it to be you. And the quartermaster will listen to you. So if you say that you want to go from this dock to this dock, they'll do their best and they'll let you know, we should be okay or we won't be okay for X, Y, and Z. The one that people are most surprised about that we have on the island would probably be the gunner position. Now, the gunners have Pokemon that assist them to be able to help them if a combat's to ever break out among ships. And each person that we have has a Pokemon that they specialize with that if your team is in combat against an enemy's team, their Pokemon can help you out in combat in addition to dealing damage to the enemy ship to try to sink it if, for whatever reason, if they're being troublesome or... If you need some other protection, because, well, she shakes, a, she rubs the side of her head. There's been well this, this man who's been sailing around causing some trouble for people. So a lot of newbies, especially, I haven't seen you all before. Not to say you're new, but you all seem rather young and chipper and excited to do this, which I'm assuming you're new. We recommend buying a gunner, even if it's one of our lower waking gunners, just because having some sort of protection is, is great to have. And the last one is the engineer. Engineer helps make repairs on the ship if you're under attack for whatever reason. They also help maintain some of the power in the ship to be able to help make sure that the walls are fortified, you're not leaking, taking in water if you were to brush up against things, etc. Or if your ship's getting attacked by enemy gunners, they're the ones to hopefully be able to patch up sides if they get damaged. So. Mm. Handy. Yes. They're... Not to say jack of all trades, but they're good at primarily fixing things that are broken. So, with that, is there anyone you'd like to explore first or go into detail first to meet some of the students that are for hire? Or I think checking out quartermasters first would probably be best. 
He goes, great, I will um, bring you all in then. So, as she brings you on in, she goes, class, class, get ready. We have some people coming to look to hire at least one of you. So, as you guys walk in, I'm going to describe the different people that you see. So, quartermaster. If you hire a quartermaster, if you guys, as the main crew hiring these people, make perception checks, like, off the deck area, or if you need to know extra things about if I travel from this port to this port, how long will that take? If you As you walk in, you see that there's an older man sitting there. He appears to be wearing almost like a explorer-esque kind of outfit. He seems to definitely be like, he's got like a white coat on and like a green vest and like khaki shorts. He's definitely an older gentleman. He's sitting there and he goes, Ah, hello, I'm, my name is Pedro. While I'm not exactly the brightest, I certainly don't cost as much as everybody else if you're willing to hire me. And he sticks his thumb up. And he goes, isn't that right, my partner? And you see he's got this little um, monkey with the, it's like purple, and it has a little yellow hand coming off the back of it. And you see that the little hand that's coming off the back of it is adjusting the monocle on the monkey's face. And she goes, Can we see what it is? Yeah. She goes, as he said, this is Pedro. He's not exactly the most brain smart, but he's, as he said, is the cheapest of the three if you were to purchase his services to go along with you along your journey. But yes, I can let you scan the Pokemon in your Pokedex, and it goes, Apom, long tail Pokemon, normal. Apom's tail ends in a hand-like appendage that can be cleverly manipulated. However, because the Pokemon uses its tail so much, it's... Real hands have become rather clumsy. Apom, normal Pokemon. Nice to meet you, Pedro. Pleasure to meet you all, and he's smiling. Uh, the next one you see is, as opposed to being a young man, the next guy actually looks really rather young. And he goes, Hi there. My name's Benji. P- pleasure to meet you all. Hi, Benji. What Pokemon nice do you have? Oh, well, I got my buddy here. He always helps with pointing us in the right direction. And he sends out a Pokemon, and it's this Pokemon that is has this rock-like appearance, except it's all blue, but it has a bright red nose to it that seems to always be kind of tilting its head and constantly moving and trying to rotate to a certain direction. Give it a scan? Yeah. You can give it a scan. You can just assume we'll scan all these. No, that's, and that's yes. fair, yeah. Nose pass, compass Pokemon, rock. Nose Pass's magnetic nose is always pointed to the north. If two of these Pokemon meet, they cannot turn their faces to each other when they are close because their magnet nose repel one another. Nose Pass, rock Pokemon. I like him. He will be able to give you more advice about sea traveling and faring than Pedro will, but he's more expensive than Pedro is. All right. And our last one, our Brainiac of the class. Everyone, please meet Cat. Quiety, kind of nervous girl comes forward. She's got a black shirt on and kind of has what appears to be army leggings kind of going down the side of her. And she's got a tan hat with glasses and long black hair. She kind of goes, Hi, um, my name's Kat. I, I don't really talk the best with people, but when it comes to travel, I'm the best there is here. And she kind of does like a little quiet smile towards you guys. And you see that sitting up on her shoulder 
is this little pink, looks to be almost like it's some sort of four-legged creature, like a kitten almost. It's got a yellow body, but it's got a little pink head with little pink ears coming off the top of it and a tail that's pink with three little prongs coming off it. I'll give it a scan. Sure. Goes, Skitty, normal Pokemon. Oh, Skitty, kitten Pokemon, normal. Skitty has the habit of becoming fascinated by moving objects and chasing them around. This Pokemon is known to chase after its own tail and become dizzy. Skitty, normal Pokemon. Okay, we need details. How many days will it take to travel here? What's your best guess? If we, like, if we set out at this time, will we make it at this time? Meaning, the most reliable person. Because if you guys are on an island, and eventually you're going to get a way to be able to send a bird back and forth to talk with your crew, right? If you guys aren't there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Out of all of them, right? If you tell Cat, hey, we're going to be at this spot in X number of days, or we think we'll be there. You can bet out of all of them, the person with the highest chance of doing that, of being there and getting you where you need to go, is going to be Cat. Okay. Now granted, she's the most expensive of the bunch. And right. I know I said before a perception bonus. That was something else I was reading. So they're the best people for being able to charter for distances and things. Okay. So what are their prices? Pedro goes. Ah well, I'm only a cheap three hundred. Benji goes. Well, I'm 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 not as cheap as him, but I am only four hundred. And Kai goes. I I do charge the most, but I based all my exams and did. The best, so I, I kind of figured I'd be the most at 500. Gregory likes Benji. Oh. I feel most. like you should go with either um, Benji or the other one with the monocle. Pedro, I'd be down with Benji. And you guys can come back, too. Like, it's not saying, like, once you're here, you have True. to, it's like, you know. Yeah. We can well, all, we do need go check out all the prices, but we should we write should. down what yeah. we see. Yeah. Uh, let's go check out the other sh um, classes first, because we have to see how much everyone else um, is right. priced as well. We should also see how much money we have together as a... So where do we want to go next, then? Um, we can just head over to the next classroom, the Gunners. The professor lady you met in the beginning is going to go. Okay, so you like to keep looking? Yep, we're going to take a look at the other classrooms first. He goes, okay, uh, delightful. So next will be the Gunners. Now, I will say ahead of time, the Gunners, while it's not a necessity, people certainly like them because, like I said, it's added protection. So you guys are going to walk in and you're going to see people. Um, yeah, so the way DM to player. Um, what I you will, say that? What was that? What'd you say? I love when you say that, because they're always DM'd a player. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. But sometimes it might be We're characters. the only ones here. Also, wait, what was the first guy's name in the other classroom? Pedro. Things? Pedro. The okay. cheapest one was Pedro. Pedro. Yep. He was like an old guy. But he, you know. Yes. Cheapest. He might be the cheapest, but he seems nice. But so doesn't Benji. Okay. So you guys walk into this one, and you see that there's three kind of figures there. One guy, the first guy that's going to be there. I'm sorry, the girl is going to come up to you first. The girl has 
bright pink hair. She's got like a yellow bow in the back. She's got almost like spandex on like her legs and has like running shoes on. And you see floating by her head there is this pink little Pokemon with four legs and three leaves spinning around its head to keep it up in the air. She comes right. over and introduces herself. She goes, Hey everybody, my name's Lindsay. While I am the cheapest, that doesn't mean me and my partner won't fight as hard as we can to help make sure you guys are safe on the seas. Nice to meet you. How much and are you? He goes, me? Well, I'm only 400. Who's your Pokemon partner? Your Dex goes, Hopip, cottonweed Pokemon, grass flying. This Pokemon drifts and floats with the wind. If it senses the approach of strong winds, Hopip links its leaves with other Hopip to prepare against being blown away. Hopip, grass flying Pokemon. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. She goes, well, I am the cheapest. My way of going about if anything was to happen to you all is me and my partner here. The amount of seeds that this little guy can shoot and she gives him like a little snuggle as she reaches up and grabs him. She goes, can shoot so many holes in the enemy's mass when they're trying to sail that they won't even be able to catch us. All right. Okay, so she's going to back away. Next guy's going to come up. This guy seems to be like, mm, maybe that's about, as opposed to the other girl who's about maybe 19, this guy looks maybe about 25, 30, so he's a little older, and he goes, Hey there, everybody. Uh, my name's Mitchell. Now, I'm not quite as spunky as her, but... Doesn't mean me and my partner won't do our best to keep you safe out on the seas. I like Mitchell. What's he got for a Pokemon as Gregory takes out his Pokedex? Yeah, he says, ah, you want to see my Pokemon? Uh, sure, yeah, I guess that's fine. And he throws out a Pokeball on the ground. And you see that there's this blue-looking crab. And it's got one claw that's a lot bigger than the other. I, um, that's I'm gonna Yeah, I'm going to read the Pokedex to you here. The Pokédex is going to go. Clauncher, water gun Pokémon, water. They knock down flying prey by firing compressed water from their massive claws like shooting a pistol. Clauncher, water Pokémon. Ooh, very interesting, Mitchell. He goes, yeah, I know. Speaking of, not to put down the other girly, but yeah, her thing can shoot seeds, but my guy can shoot my little buddy here. He can shoot right across our deck onto the enemy's deck before they can even get near us. How much are you for your skills? He goes, well, uh, me and my partner, we're about uh, all together. We're, we're a gentleman's 500. How gentlemanly. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mitchell. Tips his hat and he walks back and you hear like a chick chick of his cowboy boots as he walks back. And then the last guy who's been kind of quiet comes up and he goes, Hey, how's it going? My name's Ezekiel. Me and my little partner here, and you see that. As you're looking around, you're like, what partner is he talking about? Yeah, you can't see him. Come on out, buddy. You see, like, just next to him the entire time, you just see this, like, little candle start to appear that was hiding next to him. I definitely like this guy. <laughs> he goes, yeah, this is me and my buddy here. Litwick. Candle Pokemon. Ghost Fire. While shining a light and pretending to be a guide, it leeches off the life force of any who follow it. Litwick. Ghost Fire. 
And he's going to go, yeah, unlike the other guys who have to stay on your boat, my buddy here, well, he can just float right across and start lighting their sails and boat on fire. That's surely something to deal with when they have to all of a sudden try to put out fires and stuff when they're, when all of a sudden they come near us and then we can all just start attacking them if anything was to happen. But yeah, no, he's such a little riot and he gives him like, he tries to give him a little knuckle and he's like, oh yeah, that's right, you got fire. <laughs> yeah, so this guy, he's kind of like dressed in black. He has like a flowing, almost like hooded cape kind of behind him he could throw up over his head. He's got black, uh, black hair, uh, pierced ears, bright yellow eyes. Yeah, well, I'm not exactly a, a far away fighter. They put me in the gunner class because, well, uh, oh, invisible flame is quite useful to deal damage to an enemy ship, so, you know. Sounds good. How much are you? Did you already say? I don't remember. He goes, Well, being able to deal the most damage, I only feel I'm the most price of 600. Mm, cocky, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but he seems like he'd be a great fit. Ah, Mitchell's cooler. Bro, Charlie's no. just got the biggest crush. <laughs> yeah, keep, no. it, keep it in. Alright, we got I Mitchell. Like Ooh. Does does a, does besides Gregory agree with Charlie on Ezekiel being a good good fit? Yes, I like Ezekiel. I definitely so like him. I definitely like him more than Mitch. I like Mitch's water type. Yeah, but Ezekiel's but cool. Ghost fire. <laughs> exactly. And a, in a place here? surrounded by water sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prof- the the teacher that's with you guys is gonna go. Would you like to see the engineers before making a final decision? Yeah, oh, that yes, sounds please. I, I would like to, yes. She goes, oh, wonderful. We'll be back, everyone. All right, so. First girl you're going to see it is going to come up to you. Hey, everyone. My name's Roxanne. Um, well, for being an engineer, I'm pretty well-versed, having climbed up mountains most of my life, and being able to understand how things are really strong and sturdy, and, well... Me and my partner here, and you see next to her, she's got this little short, muscular-looking dude that's swirling around a piece of, like, lumber around his head to try to show off his muscles for you guys. Timber. Muscular Pokemon. Fighting. These Pokemon appear at building sites and help out with construction. They always carry squared logs. Well, uh, most engineers are the most expensive because we do help provide extra health to your ship if anything was to happen. And if any disasters happen along the seas, we're the best one to come consult with to figure out how we can all work together to fix it. So, I am 550. Alright. Sounds good. The next guy's gonna come up to you, and you see that this guy, he's got a green vest on, and brown shorts, and wears, like, a, a beard, a brown beard, maybe about 30. Um, and on his backpack, he's got these different type of tools hanging off in the front, baseball cap on the side, and he's got this, like, mechanical hand that's coming off the top of his backpack that's holding a tool that if he just says something, the hand will move mechanically to what he says. And sitting on his shoulder is this fluffy, like, little sheep-looking <gasps> character, Ooh. which I will read. Mareep, wool Pokemon, electric. Mary's fluffy coat of wool rubs together and builds a static charge. The more static electricity is charged, the more brightly the light bulb at the tip of its tail glows. Mareep, electric Pokemon. And he's going to come up to you and he's going to go, 
Hey guys, my name's Seth. When it comes to mechanical things and being able to construct things, I'm pretty much middle of the road guy here, but that doesn't mean I'm nowhere worse or nowhere better than anybody else here. Me and my partner here, and you see like the little uh, Mary Eep is going to just sound like a charge and it's going to go right into the hand, and the hand's going to be like moving a lot more faster, trying to just move and do mechanical things quick while it's working on the guy's backpack. Gonna go, yeah. Andy. He goes, yeah. <laughs> he smiles at your joke and he goes, yeah. The name's Seth, by the way. It'd be a pleasure to work with you yeah. all. Nice to meet you, Seth. And then the last guy's gonna step up forward. Oh, how much was Seth? Oh, Seth's again? gonna go. No. Oh yeah, I nearly forgot. Yeah, um, six fifty. Worth it, okay. right, Seth? He goes, every penny of it, my man, and he offers his fist out to you. <laughs> oh, Gregory is the gonna... mechanical fist. Yes, oh, you know specifically it, right? the yeah. mechanical yeah. fist. <laughs> oh God, Gregory is gonna fist bump it. And the last one, the last guy in the room, he seems more well dressed than everybody else that you've seen kind of so far. At least for the engineers, right? You kind of had one guy that was kind of dressed like a mountainy kind of guy. The girl before that um, was dressed almost like a Pokemon Ranger would, with like an orange vest, baseball cap, high boots. Had a few cables with her. Last guy's gonna come over to you, and he doesn't look that rugged or mountain wildernessy at all. If anything, he looks like a dress like that one kind of class that kind of dresses up nice, like all the time. He does have glasses. He's got what appears to be almost like a beret on his head. He comes over to you guys, and he goes, "Hello, um, my name is Jackson. Nice to meet you, Jackson." And he goes, "Nice to meet you." And he adjusts his side, and he goes, "Yes, pleasure to meet you all. Now, if I may say." Unlike my other compatriots here, while I have the highest marks of either of those two put together, I do cost the most, but when it comes to making repairs, me and my partner, there's no one faster than us when it comes to it. And he's got this little Pokemon he sends out that looks almost like a little panda that's sitting up on its back legs, standing up I should say. It's got a little leaf coming out of its mouth and it's... But otherwise, it looks like a, pretty much like a panda. Like, it's got little black ears. Um, it's sitting up on its two feet. I'm going to read your decks. It's called Pancham. Pancham. Playful Pokemon. Fighting. It does its best to be taken seriously by its enemies, but its glare is not sufficiently intimidating. Chewing on a leaf is its trademark. Pancham. Fighting Pokemon. And he says, Yeah, uh, just watch a second. And you guys see, like, before you know it, like, the Pancham is already outside of the room waving at you. Wow. The only way for you to see it was if you were, like, already turning your head in the way that it was going to go running. And it ends up going running right underneath Gary's legs. Like, boom, <laughs> really quick. Oh, get wow. out from there. Boom, right back. And when he boom, right back, if you guys are, I'm assuming, probably watching him as he's coming back. Because you're like, oh, we didn't see him the first time. Watch him the second time. Yeah. As he runs by, he blows a kiss at Veneri and just keeps running back over to Jackson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And and how much are you, Jackson? He goes, well, I'm 750. Veneri doesn't seem phased. It didn't phase her at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are like... He's like, I don't fall mm. for no player, boys. Nope. <laughs> away from my jammers. I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. God, that's the highlight of my entire right. night. Get away from my jammers.
Okay, um, we can, if you all want to talk about it out in the main hall, that way that they don't have to hear your big decision. That works. Sounds yes. good. That sounds great. Okay, so she'll, le- she'll lead you guys out to the main hall and she'll go. Okay, um, if I may ask, do you all have a boat yet? Nope. Not yet. Okay, well, uh, nothing's wrong with that, I suppose. When you How do we get one? Well, by going over to the... Sh- have you all met Barney? We know of Not him. yet. She goes, oh, well, something. usually people will challenge him, and depending on how good you do, he typically will just... Him and his men will put together a boat for you. It's the run-of-the-mill basic boats, but they don't mind doing it, and if anything, they represent what makes our region so fine and great, being able to transport going from island to island via boat, you know. But the reason I ask is because if you hire somebody, how are they going to know which boat is yours or where to meet you next? Or Yeah. Usually people here will, after you hire them, will typically meet you all on your boat when you tell them which dock you're heading towards. Now, with our island at the far eastern side having a northern dock and a southern dock, it does make the difference. So we should probably pop on over and get a boat. Yep. Says, that's probably the best plan, so they at least can look for your flag, and perhaps look for where your boat is, etc. Yeah. Sorry to waste Let's your time, I sh- guess I should have asked that first, but at least now you've met oh, everybody, no. right? Okay. You didn't okay. waste our time, you actually she- saved us quite a bit. She goes, oh, okay, yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's getting a little flustered. <laughs> she goes, we'll okay. be back. Sounds good, I we look forward to back. meeting you all when you come back. Do we want to decide who we're going to hire? Because obviously we're getting a ship. It's just... Well, I think I have, like, I have a whole list here. Yeah. And I do believe we generally came to consensus on most people. Yeah. I mean... If we do, if we do Benji, Ezekiel, and Seth, it comes out to 1,650. And then divide that by... Four. I personally four, only have twelve five. and a half. Well, personally, I only have five hundred. Yeah, that's enough. I currently have eight hundred, so that would be about half of what I have. How much okay. does Scotty have? I'm trying to do some mental math. <laughs> oh, I only have three fifty. <laughs> so we're well. Good thing we're about to go battle some people. Yeah, and I mean, we can always cover if, a little extra. Yeah, and also, if we end up having a little bit more, we can always decide instead to get like the the best. I True. have eight fifty left. If we end up getting a lot, mm-hmm. yes. But right now, if we do go with Benji, Benji Ezekiel, and Seth. That's gonna be where it lands us, which is which is okay. But it is it is an option. So I assume you guys are talking about this as you're heading over to the shipyard. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So as you guys approach the shipyard, there you see that there's like a big kind of wooden door on the wall that you guys are at, and you're hearing a lot of different like construction sounds coming from inside. Is there? Let's head on in. Notice any people? What was that? Did notice any people? There's not any windows in the front part of the shipyard. Um, 
like the area is just kind of like a big concrete wall with like a door set up to try to keep some sound out from um, the rest of the town because otherwise it'd be really noisy. This sounds like <laughs> a prison for ships. No, the whole back wall's open to the ocean, so there's you're hearing ocean waves too, and like construction oh. sounds. So, all right, so you guys go in, and I will have a little piece to read everybody. As you guys walk in, you smell the seawater from the back wall of the facility being wide open right on the water. You can also hear many people using tools to work on a whole variety of many different ships that you see in front of you that are sitting in the dock, waiting to be sent out in the water. When you walk in, you see people in Pokemon hard at work trying their best to make great ships. Also, the smell of wood carvings and metal being melted hits your noses as unusual smells, but not entirely bad. To the far left bottom corner of the room, you see that there's a Pokemon that has these weird twigs and vines all over him. And it's using these many different vines to shape different carvings out of wood. The left, the wall on the other side when you walk in, the far left wall, so above where that guy's working, you see that there's a huge glass enclosure filled with different, many different of these colored birds. And their heads are all in the shape of music notes. Can you can all tell that you can tell that the music note birds or the chatots that the professor was talking about when he showed you his. But the other thing you can certainly scan. And your dex is going to go. Ormian Tangela. Water grass Pokemon. Tangela's sea vines snap off easily if they are grabbed at from various creatures underwater. This happens without painting Tangela and allows it to make a quick getaway. The lost seaweed vines are replaced by newly grown seaweed vines the very next day. Tangela. Seaweed Pokemon. Grass. Water. So you can scan it in your decks and it registers as a normal Tangela. But it had extra details because it's a Ormian version of a Tangela. Scott, we have to research that. Yeah, let's do it. So, what do people want to do? As you walk in, you see that there's just a bunch of people working on different machineries and stuff. Nobody's kind of paying attention to you. If I'm being honest, I don't think anybody even heard you guys kind of come in because they're all busy either getting ship parts together, moving around wood, assembling metal together, getting um, different masts and things together along the sides. Can we tap one of the workers and ask where Shipwright Barney is? You certainly can try, yeah. Describe me what you like to do. For best oh, references, picture like they're like Team Aqua grunts, just without like the Aqua insignias. I will say, um, if you guys want to all give me a perception to see if you can find him, you can. Otherwise, then you can ask. You know what? Let's let's roll first and then see if we know him. All right. So I gotta manage. Nine. And seven. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot as well. 15. 17. 17. Okay. Oh, Gregory got a 10. Gentleman's 10. 5. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. I set a DC to try to find him. Nobody actually made it to the DC. <laughs> but what's going to happen is, you guys are looking around for him, and as you guys are looking around, one of the guys is going to come up to you and go, Hey, uh, I could give you all. A, I could give you a hint if one of you could beat me in a battle. 
I can try. He goes, all right, sounds good. And then this will, every time that you fail this, by a certain, like you guys didn't meet the check, I will then reduce the check by one for the next time when you all check. Okay. As the people are, quote unquote, giving you hints of where he could be. Yeah. And then if somebody beats this guy, then you get, he'll give you a hint on where to find he'll him. Give us a hint. Yeah. All right. He's going to send out a bunny. It's not Baneri. But this bunny is all gray, has little brown pieces on its ears, and has almost buck teeth shooting out. Now it's kind of bug looking, not like like beady looking eyes looking at you. I'll give it a scan. It? Sure. <laughs> Your dex is gonna go. Bunnelby, digging Pokemon, normal. They use their large ears to dig burrows. They will dig the whole night through. And he goes. You would not believe how helpful this guy is with carving up wood and digging. Alright, so are we... We're in roll initiative. Yep, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Just well, he got sure. a 9 and you got a 14, so you get to go first. Alright, so I'm going to try to use uh, Covet. Yeah. Or Covet? I think Covet? Something like that, Co yeah. Covet, I think. Let's see if it... Does a 14 hit? Yeah. Two damage. And then I steal whatever item if they're holding one. He is not holding any item. Okay. Alright, try to intimidate that little dog. And you're gonna see the you're gonna need to give me a wisdom save as the Bunnelby's eyes like flash at you to see if the Eevee gets like drawn in by the flashness and gets scared. Need a wisdom save from the Eevee. Four. Four. So on any fails. Um, it and its allies may have plus one to any attack they make on the target for the duration. They use Leer on okay. you. So it gets an additional plus one to try to hit you. Your turn. Okay. Let's see. I want to I wanna use uh, Covet again. Okay, let's see. Does a 12 hit? A 12 does hit. <laughs> oh! Funnelby is okay. not very uh, defensive. Nice. Oof. Uh, very hard hit on the Bunnelby. I'm going to try to tackle you. 14. Gonna hit you four. That's supposed to be two damage. Okay. I'ma try to do covet again. Twelve hits. Okay. Seven damage. Oh yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that is fair. Alright. How much XP does yep. good old Tamau get? Which is the twenty. Nickname. Now we do another. Yeah, and he's gonna give you for fighting him, he's going to give you 200 monies. Okay. He goes, fair yeah, it was a fair you. fight after all. And he says, all right, Bartleby is a fan of working on his ships himself. So I would, instead of checking around here by the, where all of us are building things, I'd perhaps check over by the ships. All right. He says as a hint. All right, so I've reduced the DC of the dice of, for you guys to hit it by one. Let's see if anybody can make it to that or higher now. All right. It's a perception check. 12. Nope. May I ask why yours is anything. a plus minus one? It, it it's can't. It's a negative one. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a negative oh, one. I just write minus I, one. That's I'm all. dumb. Gotcha. Gregory has a 15. Okay. Okay. That's not going to do it, though. Wait. You don't know that? Oh my gosh. Uh, I do know that because I... Hey! Nat 20. Nat 20. Oh. There it is. And 21 altogether. More importantly. Yep. So... 
Um, is it now? There's two docks here where people are building ships off of. I'm, is it two v two? Is everybody exploring the same dock? Describe me what it what it looks like. We can do two v two. That way, everybody gets some battling and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. I like that. I meant for like like exploring the exploring the thing, uh, but they yeah. see unlike everybody else that's kind of dressed in like bluish kind of working gear as like sea people would working on ships. There's one guy that's wearing a gray outfit and bright red pants, and he's got this white handlebar mustache. And he, you hear, unlike the other people, kind of talking all rough and gruff, kind of like, yeah, where should we put this? Where should this go? This guy goes, you need to move that over there. And you're able to clearly hear that this man is sounding completely different than everybody else <laughs> with your nat 20. I love this man already. My Seeing guy. him guiding some people to help assemble some wooden parts on a ship, you definitely pick it up, and you're able to see him right away. Charlie, what do you say to mm-hmm. your peeps? Found him! Where? Where we are? You're about 50-ish feet from each other, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> and with, with the sounds of machineries and stuff going on and ocean waves coming in, it'd be a little hard for the other guys to hear yeah. you. I suppose I nudge to Ama. And say and like point at him and go, he's right there. <laughs> we should tell the others. What do you do? I suppose we go over, kind of, maybe nudge get him. The, get the boys. Him. No, get we the boys. are the boys. Yeah, I know. I meant like, you know, we smacking the boys. I guess. Where are you touching <laughs> boys? Excuse me. <laughs> An option. Get away from my jammers. I forgot about the jammers. <laughs> we are forever going to be reminded of the jammers. There's I don't no like escape. that. I don't like it. I didn't ask. Anyway, y'all are over here talking with the boils, I think. Do we want to go see Shipwright Barney? Yeah, let's go talk to Shipwright Barney. As you guys come over, you see the, the man's shining head gleam in the sunlight. <laughs> Of Shipwright Barney. He's bald. And his white. Oh yeah, I sent it. I sent y'all a picture. Oh, I'm describing I, I it for know. the people. He's bald. He is. I know. He's got his white handlebar is it mustache. That shiny that it's like a rock. It, it's like King Bro, Triton's. This head thing's. Spongebob? This thing's polished. Yes. King yes, Neptune. it is. It's like King, King Neptune. Neptune and polished. You guys okay. hear him say as you come over. Get to work faster, otherwise you'll face the glare of me and one of my Pokemon. And you hear them go, oh, yes, right, right away, sir. As they're getting, as they're, like, moving faster. As we Get hear, things ready. And I nudge Alma and be like, this is a great man right here. So he's just working <laughs> away. So keeping things ready. Who wants to talk to him? I'll- I can probably do it. I like if he's going to launch into battle immediately, though. I go for might it, take Alma. a moment to switch. You want to switch now? You certainly can. Yes, I'm you- gonna bring out Poco for now. I feel like our fearless leader should go. Oh, and who would that be? We already decided. Okie doke. Despite him not knowing about I... types, we're here for him. Correct. It was by random draw. I did not volunteer. <laughs> do you volunteer yeah, we- to step forward, Scott? I do now. Talk to the man. Yeah, I'll say, while he's working on the ship there, like, he's got three other people that are also on his ship. Just, like, putting stuff together, assembling things, whatnot. 
right, well, I'll walk over to him, and I'll just ask him what he's doing. Say, hello, my name's Scott. Um, we noticed you over here, and we just want to know what you're doing. Hi, hello there, Scott! Well, we are currently working on assembling this ship to give to one of my good friends of mine. Well, Scott, what can I do you for? As you can see, I'm a very busy man, but if there's something you'd like, I could try my best to help. We want a boat. Aye, you want a boat, do ye? Well, how many of you would be part of the main crew, the, the group of the people asking me for me and my services? There's four of us. Alrighty, and uh, who of the four of you is, is the captain of your group? I'm the captain now. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> no, I loved it. That was great. I, well, I, you've obviously came to meet me. Might I, might I ask, what'd be your name? He goes, except this time, if you're the captain, address yourself as one. My name is Captain Scott Kingery. Alright, he, he nods his head in approval and he goes, Alright, Captain Scott, how about this? You and your three other main crew members go against me and three of my best men in a 4v4 fight. Or, if you'd rather, we can do four 1v1 fights. I really leave it up to whoever comes to see me. Just know. Can I take time to discuss with Yes, you may. Members? I will be here working with my other men here. Alright, thank you. I'll be back. It's always good to consult your crew, Captain Scott. I applaud you for that. Alright, so I turn around and head back to uh, the group. Mm -hmm. How did it go, Scott? So I came to discuss our options, which are we could do a 4v4 fight, or we could do four one-on-one -on -one fights. If we all fight together, that way we could hopefully use type advantages to, well, our advantage. That and prove our strength as a team. That I was going to say that. I also think that it will be fun because I don't think we've done, like, I don't think we haven't, we've done any sort of, like, group. No, we haven't battled all as, like, one unit since the professor. Gregory's not a fan of battling alone, so he's in. <laughs> all right. Let's 4v4 these flounders. These scallywags. Mine was better. If DM can vote, I did like ties. Fuck you, Ryan. Sorry. No, fuck you, my word was better! No, that's a question for the comments, alright? Alright! <laughs> I'm pretty sure Scallywag's gonna oh. win, but... Anyway. Alright, so Scott, your crew has told you what their thoughts are. What do you deliver back? Okay, so I, I head back over with uh, my Swablu. Mm -hmm. And I say that we are prepared to do a four-on-four -four fight uh, with them, if that's Something that they would want to do. He smiles and goes, That can certainly be something we can do, Captain Scott. He smiles and goes, That is the better choice, in my opinion. We'll go on the other side of this dock, me and my men, and we will commence the battle. He nods his head and goes, I wish you good luck, Captain Scott, for you and your crew. Oh, what is your all... He goes, What be your all's names? As a team. Our team name is Team Last Hope. Sounds delightful. All right, Barney and the boys, we have a team fight! And you just hear him yell that up to the people, and they all go, Oh, yes, boss! Right away! So he's on you guys pick what side of the dock you'd like to be on. Preferably, the dock is vertical and thin. So if you could pick one end of the short sides, 
of the long dock and they'll pick the other end. Do you guys have a preference if you're by the water or by the water? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you see that Barney goes horizontal from Scott and the other men line up just accordingly. It'd only be fair that you get to see all of our Pokemon first. And he smiles and he goes, I should probably tell you, Scott. Well, uh, my Pokemon is, uh, or my Pokemon are rarities here from our, from this region. Just as a heads up. As you guys are all lined up there, he and his crew are going to send out Pokemon. The person across from Poco, the Pichu, is going to send out this, I don't, I can't remember if you guys have seen this or not, but this crab, this like hermit crab looking Pokemon, except its shell is made out of all rock. Well, we'll give it a scan because I don't think we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think we've seen what I can assume is Dwebble. And you're going to hear your decks go. Dwebble, rock in Pokemon. Bug, rock. It makes a hole in suitable rock. If that rock breaks, the Pokemon remains agitated until it locates a replacement. Dwebble, bug, rock, Pokemon. Across from the Eevee, you're going to see a Pokemon that you guys have already recognized before. Oh. This Pokemon's a little guy that's swinging around a little piece of timber. And across from the Pansage... It's going to be this red little lobster looking guy that you guys have not scanned yet. It's going to, your deck's going to go, Corefish, Ruffian Pokemon, Water. Corefish were originally foreign Pokemon that were imported as pets. They eventually turned up in the wild. This Pokemon is very hardy and has greatly increased its population. Corefish, Water Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And you're going to notice as Shipwright Barney smiles and he goes, And as your crew may see. I happen to have two Pokemon that are rarities amongst other regions. He goes, and first, I'll lead with my Ekans. And he sends out this snake. So as opposed to being the bright purple like an Ekans normally is, it's like a white albino looking snake, except it's got these purple flower designs all over it and has some spider cobwebs. It looks very Day of the Dead-esque, if that makes sense. Set it into perspective. So I'll read its deck entry for you. Galarian Ekans, Snake Pokemon. Galarian Ekans curls itself up into a spiral while it's at rest. Assuming this position allows it to quickly respond to a threat from any direction with a glare from its upraised head. Galarian Ekans, Poison Dark Pokemon. Astonishing. And he goes, All right, Captain Scott, are we ready? Indeed, we are. All right, then let us begin. And we shall all roll initiative. We vibin'. We vibin'. Yeah. Amma got that six. Uh, Charlie got, got a four. four. Gary got a three. Scott, Captain Scott, can you be the one to have an early 11? That's the best of the group by far. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm going to roll for all these guys now. Barney got a six. All right, I'm going to have the other three go here quick. The Timber, 13. The Dwebble, 12. And finally, the Corfish. Also with a 12, but has less of a mod, so it will go after. Okay, so the Timber is going to go first, and the Dwee- then the Dwebble, Corfish. First, the little guy with the little piece of wood is going to go running up. To the EV and it's gonna try to do a low kick on it. No 
no, no. It's trying to sweep out the Eevee's like legs to try to kick it out. Thirteen. Uh. Oh. Eight. Fighting. Did it? Super effective. It's dead. I guess these boys okay. aren't playing around. Okay. Can I? Can I send out a different? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to send out the Nidoran mail anyway. Okay. That's yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, after that's going to be the Dwebble. The Dwebble's going to go running up to Poco. Doing, like, this little... As it's, like, crawling across the wooden deck as, like, a little hermit crab. Okay. And it's going to try to do a Fury Cutter. 18. That's going to hit. So, I like the Pokemon games, Fury Cutter will stack the more it uses it in succession. So you take Joy. six bug. Boils are not playing around. Okay. No, they are not. Next is the Gorefish. It's going to go over and it's going to try to crush you with a forceful gripping attack from its claws. Yeah. It's big meaty claws. Make a melee attack. On the pan sage. 30, 20. Can she? That, that hits, yeah. So you're going to, it's using the move vice grip on you. You are considered yeah. grappled in the claws for, well, right now, two normal damage. All right. You may attempt to escape the grapple at the beginning of its turn with a strength save. All right, after the corefish goes Scott. Captain Scott. Was there any Fish. modifier, or is it just a d6? So as Captain Scott, he tells his little swivel to go flying in, this, this timber, after having just low swept out and knocking out the little dog looks to its left and just sees this bird going and just starts pecking at him. And he tries to put up his wood to block it, but the swell blue just goes underneath the wood and pecks him right in the chin. And he takes double, you know, it's like the damage from that one peck, like busts its jaw. Like it has like now a big mark in it from this one peck. It was a pretty significant damage. Like you dealt times two to it. So shipwright Barney and this day of the dead looking Atkins is going to come right towards swell blue. You're going to see it go like as it like slithers and slides all across the deck towards you. And it's going to try to go for a bite on Swablu. Assuming your AC is higher than 8. So it slides over as the Swablu just hops back from almost getting bitten from these from this Ekans. Okay. Now comes the crew. Ama, then Charlie, then Gregory. Alright. We're going to Thundershock the Corefish. 9 is not going to let you yeah. Thundershock. Oh. Okay. Charlie. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Nidoran to peck the the timber. Does a nineteen hit? Yeah, nineteen hits. <laughs> Six. Try twelve. Twelve, yeah. So after this thing gets pecked up by a bird and starts to stumble back with this piece of wood right in the gut, it I takes the it horn dies. from the Nidoran. It does not die. Damn it. That's some good damage right there. <laughs> so I'm also going to be, if you guys win, some really good XP. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Gregory, last guy. Last hope? Yeah, I know. Last hope. Let's see a Pansage. Pansage is going to try to scratch the corefish that ran up on it and attacked him. 12. 12 hits Corefish. 4. Normal damage. Alright. First hitting on him. Nice. 
Okay. Um, Charlie, if you want to roll for me another initiative. Oh. Nat 20. Nice. All right, so you're up next. Wreck that timber. So yes, you're going to jump do. to the top of initiative order, Charlie. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to peck that thing. Doesn't 18 18's going to hit. Let's see if you can knock it out. You have a shot. Eight. You want to describe how you knock it out? So Nidoran runs right up to it. I think he's going to use his horn to peck rather than the singular tooth. And just go stab right into the timber, and it's gonna make it go flying. Return timber, you did your best. Ah, and they calls him back. All right, what about the timber's turn? Dwebble. Dwebble's gonna try to go for another f- fury cutter on Pichu. Oh, fun. Yeah, uh, fury cutter and uh, rock. Uh, fury cutter is certainly an interesting move because you just quite literally double the dice, whatever the dice is. So if it was a d4 last time, so if it hits, it'd be a d8. Uh, d8. Etc. Let's see. Oh. 15? Yes. Okay. Damn. That's. I did not realize it did so much more. Oh, so, God. Eight. So our little Poco playing his little guitar. Um, I want to say those are both melee attacks. I should have reminded you of that. I'll remind you of that right there. Doesn't Poco have static? Oh, yes. Does it, wait, I does it affect it? Um. It should. Okay, it's rock bug. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not ground type. So you have to make a roll right so to roll see if a it D4, gets the static. So roll a d4. The result of the d4 attack it takes amount of electric da- damage. All right. So take. Nope. So no. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. That was the Dwebble. Uh, Corfi, she's gonna go. Oh, you were still grappled. Jane can take it. Oh, that's right. I couldn't. Scratch. If the creature is still grappled, I'm gonna use this move again as an action and automatically hit. I think I will. Teehee, I forgot to get ungrappled. Oh, that that's just gonna hit. I should not have rolled. It right, so let's see how automatically much... hits Jane. If you're, yeah, because you're already, you're already in its claws. I, <laughs> so I understand I'm grappled. I was just curious. You're in I... its claws. Yes, it does automatically hit. Uh, seven normal this time, and Jane. Ooh, all right. As it's like you hear it like crunching and breaking a little bit of little Jane's little monkey bones. Uh, next is Scott. So you got that snake like the one I sent you there. Running with its rattling maraca tail. 16. What are you doing with that 16? I'm going to astonish again. You're going to astonish the snake? Sure. If you click on astonish, does it do something if your natural 16, if you roll a, if you roll a certain number? You click the move astonish. On a natural attack roll of 15 or more, the opponent flinches. There you go. Yeah. So you flinch the snake, right? Because you rolled a 16 or higher? Yes. Which is great. Flinch means like and, it just skips the storm, basically. And cool. It's resistant. Oh, yeah. It's a ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still damaged, and he's still made the big bad not have a turn. Yep. So. But it is only taking one point of damage. And that is also which true. Is, which is good, but bad. I mean, he's not getting hurt. That's one damage he didn't yeah. have. No, I guess that's, like, that's what I'm go. saying. Like, the flinching part's good, but, like, the damage is bad. But, like, overall, it's pretty good. All right, it's his turn where his snake has to skip because it just gets flinched from getting scared by this bird. 
Like the bird goes, picks up his like clouds and like clouds for arms, and the snake settles back and it goes like, I can't. Scared. All right. All right. Ama. I'm gonna try and thunder shock again. <gasps> That's a nat oh, twenty. That is a nat twenty. Not this... only is it crit, it's crit it's and it's super double. effective. Oh, mm -hmm. this, this poor, this poor, oh, corfish. this poor corfish. Oh god, <laughs> he's about to get fucking Fuck. annihilated. Oh shit, <laughs> <Presumably>. boy. <laughs> Oh. And then you add six more damage to that mm. for eleven times two, times two. and double twenty-two. Oh! Do you want oh. to uh, describe how you like take out this relatively healthy corfish that has the pan sage pinned like in its grasp? Fucking obliterate! He's kind of leaning on his ukulele a little bit like he's having trouble standing yeah he's just in the ukulele but, oh i love that yeah what's he doing but he's charging up electricity and with a loud cry he sends all that energy blasting towards that corefish ah, you just hear <laughs> you see go all like black like in the movies and something sticks like a fork in like the toaster Cor <laughs> he just drops <laughs> it, it, it falls into the water <laughs> He just kind of gets dizzy and like falls off the dock and goes sploosh. Oh, dear. I do need a favor from somebody. Who? That would be the pan sage that's currently being grappled by this corefish. I'm trying to think what I want to have you do. Because well, ultimately, the corefish is grabbing you and got hit. And since it's like holding you, you know, and it's electricity. So it's going to go through the corefish. That's, yeah. I mean, at least you resist it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still 20 something damage at the corefish so yeah so instead of 11 Jane you'll take 5 but the corefish is dead and gone oh god to be fair I kind of like that corefish it's putting in work All right. yeah and it just got fucking obliterated you're Gary alright I will switch out Jane as your action yeah yeah I'm switching it out and I'm gonna bring out Peppy there's Peppy Pecky Pecky on this Ekans. Poco's gonna die for the team. Take one for the team, probably. That's fair. Evie took one for the team. 19 hits the Ekans, for sure. Does, does it? Does it? It just I'm might. I'm sure about that. Alright, so, let's see what, what are you even using? Peck, I... right? Yeah, four damage, flying? Okay. Dwebble. Okay, um, it's gonna try to use feint attack on Poco. Alright. Fun fact, fan attack always hits with advantage. <laughs> I don't Sorry. think you even need to roll. Poco fucking dead. Well, I'm assuming a 15 hits Poco. Yes. Poco, no matter what I roll, is gone. So, so she brings Poco back. So you guys just see that this, he like, well. this dwebble just, like, fades into, like, this, like, darkness color. And it's just, like, blending with the wood and it just goes... And, like, pierces up right underneath Poco, and you see him go, Pichu! And he slides across the dock onto Ama's feet, knocked out with his little ukulele. Ama picks him up carefully and returns thanking him. Mm hmm And out comes Jolene. There you go. Well, she avenged the death of her fallen comrade. We'll okay. have to see. We'll have to see. Okay. Is Scott's turn. I mean, if you want to try to do Astonish again. Well, uh, That's two. the plan. However... However, However uh, that plan just failed. So you try oh, to do it, and the snakes like try to scare me once. Shame on, 
Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on me. You should just give me twice. Shame on you. <laughs> Alright. Snake is gonna go. Do we wibble really out here like I want that twink obliterated? <laughs> Gosh. The snake cough, is going cough. to look over at the Nidoran for trying uh -huh. to peck it. And you're gonna see that it's going to stare deep into Nidoran's eyes and the markings on it. Like the flowers and the spiderweb markings oh, are all going to start glowing. I'm going to need a wisdom saving throw as it uses glare against you. 19. I guess with the 19, it doesn't. Okay. Totally dabs. All right. Going to try and use frustration on the dwebble, even though it won't do as much. It's an 18. 18 hits the dwebble. It's half damage, but... Is One, it? two, three. It's yeah. rock type. Normal type move. Uh, yeah. Gregory. Alright. Peppy, I hope you're ready for this. She's gonna run up next to the Nebel? Dwebble. Dwebble, not Nebel. Neville Papperman? My Carly? I don't know who that please is. Please stop. Please sorry, stop. Sorry. That's an iCarly. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Poor Neville. Uh, this is iCarly. God, I hate the fact that I knew that. <laughs> she's, gonna, sh she's gonna shoot bubbles from her beak. At who? Dwebble. Okay. But it didn't work. I mean, you didn't roll a d20. You just kind of rolled a d6 for damage. <laughs> Unless it automatically oh. hits, in which case, maybe, but... Yeah, and then it's super effective, but, like... Oh, my bad. That, they so... both were seven, so... Okay. The Dwebble just cool. kind of sidesteps out the way, and it just pinches his closet, and goes like... Ch -ch -ch -ch. It's like a nice dry bun. It just, it just looks at you like... Fuck you trying to do? Alright, top of the order, Charlie. Oh, do, right. I have to, do I have to re-roll? Yes, you do. Yes, you have to roll. For, yes, for Jolene. Oh, yeah, you have to re-roll initiative. Okay, let me do that. Real I'll let you do that. I don't know if you're going to beat a 21, but... Yeah, no. Probably not. Probably not. But let's see it. Let's see give it. Give it a shot. No, not at all. Nope, that's a three. I actually think you're the bottom. We're good. It's going to go peppy. Almost at the end. All right. So I'm going to try to peck this uh, snake. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think a six does much. The Dwebble's going to point its like claws together, and you're going to see it's going to form like these like pebbles that it picked up from along the side of the dock where it was by the earth side there instead of the water side where you guys were. It's just going to go like shooting a bunch of rocks right at Jolene with a rock blast. Six. Uh, that will not hit. Scott and then Barney. Scott, what's the plan against the snake? We shall... Try once again and see if it'll work this time. Okay. That's a Ooh. 17. Okay. That's flinched. flinched again, bro. Keep skipping the snake's turn. Big play. Let's see how much damage you do. That is it's going to get half, but fabulous. let's see it. Still one damage. We're getting there. All right, yeah. so Barney skips his turn. Gregory? Peppy, still next to this little crab, is going to try to get a bubble off. Does not want you to do this. With an I eight, know. like I'm saying, he Why just are these sidestepping out of the way. No one's rolled a nat one yet in combat. My bad. You could just roll a nat twenty <laughs> again. That's fine. You could just get two nat twenties tonight, Ama. You know. Yeah, 
I don't even know what this. you're doing. I'm assuming frustration. I'm frustration on yeah. the snake this time. Can I bop the snake with a nice frustration? Yeah. Though I'm. Yeah, you just build up a big old punch in your side, and this snake has been trying to go at it with this bird, so it's not expecting little bunny come hopping in out of nowhere. Oh Ooh. my gosh. This Not, thing getting popped. Nine plus six is fifteen. This thing is barely up. It's gonna look. The oh. snake is gonna look at you as the bunny hops over. Oh, and it's got intimidate. Fucker, this is what I was worried. About. Yep. So it's gonna pose disadvantage on your crit there. Okay. So if you roll another crit, crit you're fine. But let's see it. So it basically makes you roll your d twenty attack again, and you take lower of the two. I only do that once, but instead of it like almost dying, I think it would use it there if I was being fair. Seven. So it's not going to take that wampin. Anyway. Alright, Charlie, back at the top. Peck, 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 Don't peck the Baneri. See, I think that, I don't think it liked your singing. It gave you an eight. <laughs> Dwebble. Hang on, Dwebble's going to try to use another rock blast on the Baneri. Uh, Scott. That is my name. Are you going to keep going for the Astonish or are you going to try a different move out? Don't know what, don't know what other moves you got. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's fair. <laughs> and that's a nat 20. God, you guys are rolling so well tonight. Oh my god. It's better than that one shot. Yeah, so that's uh. 4 plus 6 is 10 damage, so it only takes 5. But still, that's a, that's a hit. And it's flinched at the wazoo. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like a win to me. Oh no, I'm sorry, Barney, whose turn gets <laughs> skipped again. Gregory. Peppy. Peppy, what Peppy, do you Go ahead got? and bubble. The crab. 13. 13 will not hit the crab. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a go ahead. Frustration on the snake. 14? Now, uh, she, she angry because she missed. Uh, 14 hits the snake. Well, well you know what? You're still getting you know, fucking nine. Nine damage nine, is so. still a lot of damage. Now this thing is barely up. It was barely up. Yeah, we're right at that barely up point again. Yeah, my turn. Uh, top of the order, yep. We're gonna peck, 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 peck. I'm telling you, that's singing. If you just say use peck, you would get there. It's a 12. Three so times you've sung and three times you've missed in a row. It can't be a coincidence. I'm playing. Um, Dwebble. Dwebble's just gonna try to feign attack Baneri. He's like, we're done with this whole game of shooting rocks. This ain't working. Let's see it. Uh, both of, okay, so that's not right. Um, does a 14 hit the Baneri? Think so. That hit Jolene. Yes. Jolene is gonna take a gentleman's 8 damage, 8 dark. Next, after that, Dwebble is Scott. I'm assuming we're keeping the same chain going with a 19. <laughs> yeah, we are in the thing. Yeah. God! <laughs> But All right, this thing is like last leg for real. Like I know it only Good. took one, but like it's its uh, turn. Oh, it has to skip it for like the sixth time. <laughs> Gregory. All right, Gregory. Noticing that we're not getting these bubbles off, uh, is gonna tell Peppy to jump in the water. So she's gonna leap over the side of the dock because it's gonna power up the bubble. We're in the water. She could swim. Okay. Is that how that works? It is for flavor. So. Yo, you don't understand. This DM has been hungry for flavors. So, 
Um, you're in the water. Is that like your turn, or are you gonna try to attack too? What do that's you think? That's a movement. It is a movement. Yeah, that's why I was gonna ask what else you were gonna do, or if you were done. That's all. Bubble. Okay. That's the whole point. <laughs> okay. Sixteen like... hits. Two. Bubble, interesting enough, you shoot a series bubbles. of quickly moving bubbles at a target. Make, Make three, three ranged, ranged attacks, attacks. Yeah. doing 1d4 damage on each success. Yeah, it's a lot different than the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to roll mm -hmm. two more, and yeah. let's see if... Uh, 12 is not going to hit. 17 will hit. So you get another okay. 1d4 off. That's going to be three water damage. Times two. Times two. I, I, yes, it, he understands. I do. <laughs> We've only said it like six times. Um, <laughs> only. A, a gentleman's only. Dead. Ama. Exactly. To be fair, yes. this is a 4v2 right now. Okay, guys, come. Can I, can um. I say the flavor for... Yes, of course. Okay, uh -oh. so Peppy leaping into the water to power up her bubbles draws in the water from around her and lets out a loud piplop as they shoot and burst all over this crab. Perfect. I'm a That's a spicy meatball. Alright. We're gonna use frustration again. 16. On the snake? Yes. Yeah. Snake getting bopped. Oh yeah, even when that gets half to two, snake is gone. So, oh, Jesus. with a loud cry of bunny, 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 she charges up. And pelts the snake with her ears, knocking it into the side of the boat that they were working on earlier. <gasps> the boat. Marnie's gonna call back the snake and go, Well, if you think y'all are strong enough and you were able to defeat my first one, the second one's gonna be not very easy. And he sends out this Pokemon that he goes, Go, Honedge. Oh. Fuck me. And unlike the usual Honages that you guys have seen before, this one is a water cutlass, like a pirate's cutlass, but it's dripping water all over as it's floating in front of you. Okay. Well, we're going to scan it. Mm -hmm. So to describe it, it's like you picture a pirate's cutlass with an eyeball right on like right above the hilt where you hold your hand and it's floating, just dripping water all over its blade. Gregory is impressed. Thank you. I have foresight, meaning I can smack this bitch with normal type moves. Fuck you. <laughs> Ormanian Honedge, sword Pokemon, water ghost. Apparently this Pokemon is born when a departed pirate spirit ends up drowning in its own pirate ship. It attaches itself to people and drinks their life force. Ormanian Honedge, water ghost. Smack that thing with Astonish. Catch. Please smack it with Astonish. Double damage. Alright. I'm gonna peck it. Alright. Uh, fun fact. You have advantage, and it has advantage. Oh? It has really no guard. What? Yep. So you get to hit with advantage, but every attack it does also has advantage. 15? Your 15 does hit. 5. Five, okay. It is the Dwebble. Gonna try to faint attack the Baneri. Oh, there's a nat 20. Oh. And there's also a nat 1. True, but it had an advantage. Yep. So, 
15 dark damage. Yep, Jolene goes down. Well, that's so Amma calls her back, tells her she did good, and it's Cottony's turn. I would assume you, are you sending Puff out about 10 feet from you, or are you chucking her like across the place to be sent out? We're going to chuck it. All right. I don't know how far I can chuck it. I mean, Am I over here, so Dwebble? you're throwing it towards the pirate ship, away from the Dwebble. Yes. So it's right next to the floating. So, he only rolled an 8, so you're going to go after the Dwebble. Okay, doc. Barney's going to go after you. So, um, you died due to the Dwebble. So it is yes. there. So we are... Let's see, we're going to use Absorb on Cutlass. 11 yeah. and 6 both will not get there. On its turn, you're going to hear him go, Alrighty, me pirate sword. Do what swords do best and dance. And you're going to see that as the sword is like flying around in the oh. air, dripping water, it's going to activate the move sword stance. Now, sword stance in this game is very different than the sword stance in the Pokemon games. So as you're doing this, you're going to see two more of... You're going to see that this, the flying ghostly sword dripping water everywhere is going to now multiply. And now there's three of them flying around in the area. Oh, no. So while he has swords up, his AC is increased by one for every sword. And on a future turn, he can do something else with the swords. As a bonus action on a future turn. Scott, you're up. Alright, I got a 12. A 12 is not going to hit. So you just kind of squawk as this, as this floating sword now has like two other friends of it also spinning around in its area. Your bird's just like, I can't tell which one to scare, bro. Ah, 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 and he's not like scaring any. <laughs> All right, Gregory, from the water. All right. Uh, Gregory's gonna tell Peppy to try to bubble the Dwebble. And so she's gonna let out three water bubbles. And a 14, a 15, and that wasn't the right one. That wasn't right. One. No. No, that's a D4. <laughs> the so 15 a 14, and 16. a 15, and a 16. The 15 and 16 both hit. <laughs> All right. Wow, now, now you kind of know what it's AC is. Uh, <laughs> it rolls 14, 15, 16. Um, let's see it. So that's going to be three water damage. Okay. Six. Two is six. There you go. He really didn't like getting hit by that. What? Like you're, I, yeah, I forgot to erase you from before. Okay, Charlie, back to the top. I'm going to try to pack it. Nine is not going to let you pack it. But a 19 will let you pack it. Seven. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so after... Armor. Yep, Dwebble goes Ama. Joke. Just try and absorb again. Six is not going to cut it. Hit. 15. 15 does not cut it. The Cutlass is going to look at the Cottony and go for a Fury Cutter. Oh, fuck. <sighs> Six bug. All right, Scott. 17. Right. right. I love that. Right. Scott, you're offensive tracking PP every time you use this, right? If not, that's okay for future. Believe it or not, I have. Oh my god, my good man. How much is left? I'm so proud of you tonight, Scott. Because your 17 gets there. Two. 
Two's left. Okay, I was gonna say that's like the only movie he's oh, been spamming the entire night. <laughs> Rolls a six. Times up by two. Mm-hmm. It's getting twelve. For Gary. All right. Oh, the Dwebble's not looking hot either. Not as bad, but not a, not hot. Gary sees Peppy having so much fun in the water, so he'll jump in too. Just for the fun of it, you know. 21 is going to hit, that's the only oh. one. Alright, so gets one bubble, other two miss. And that's going to be two water damage on the Dwebble. My turn? Yes. We're going to try to peck it again. I know the 21 hits. Four. Is it dead yet? Four? No. Bubbles looking at the swab blue and like, you know, you've been a pain the entire time. It's going to try to rock blast you. Does 15 <laughs> hit swab blue, Mike? The swab blue's AC is 14. Yes. Correct. Okay, so it's going to hit. Um, is this doubled on swab blue? Rock blast? Yes. I feel Let's like see. it does should Does it continue? Be. It does. I feel like it shouldn't, or it should be. It should, yeah, and it is. Okay, mm-hmm. let's see, does it do another one? This fall blue is just dead. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, it gets a third off. Considering how it did 4 plus 2, 4 plus 2, and 3 plus 2. Mm-hmm. So. 17. Times 2. Times 2. But, Scott, you can send out your next boyo, who's yet to see the daylight for your team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you name it Scott? Otherwise it's called C dot. Uh yeah, I'm just it's gonna go by C dot. Its only move is bide and we're against the ghost type. But it also knows Harden. Don't let Scott fool you. <laughs> Meat shield. This thing's just <laughs> exactly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Scott looks over what? You're right. <laughs> In uh, all fairness, I caught Scott's encounter of Pansage, and you caught his Baniri, so we didn't have much choice. <laughs> well, you you know, did get a lava cookie, though. That was the Dwebble. Uh, Scott, I need you to roll a dex for your C-Dot. Here we are in the lineup. Maybe you'll go before Charlie. Just, if it is a Third, subtract, oh, 11. it's definitely not. That is actually what you rolled last time, I think. No, you rolled a 4 last time, but 11's still pretty good. Okay. So anyway. that was the Dwebble. Ama. Okay, we're gonna try and absorb on it this time. That'll hit. hit. Twenty-two. I'm gonna will... try and see if I crit. No. I do twenty-two not. will. Uh, twenty-two will certainly hit. Yeah. Four. Four. Oh. Yay. To be fair, four was enough. <laughs> do you want to describe? Cottony, who is a, a grumpy little baby. Faces off against these swords and draws in energy from them and watches them drop and lets out a happy little cottony when they all disappear or fade away or whatever they do. I don't know how they work if they're made out of water. Yeah, the other one's just like splittering like puddles, but the sword itself one's gonna like fall down and like where its, to the deck. where its eye was on the hilt it's just gonna be like swirly and the water on it's all off and now it's just like a, a chic metal blade okay as he calls it back all that's left is the fucking dwebble <laughs> the dwebble that's been this thing has survived this whole damn time dwebble's gonna go over to I pepe 
No, actually, it's just going to faint attack the Nidoran. It doesn't want to come for a swim? Both of those come get on. plus one. Or plus four. Well, I guess uh, both rolling a five is not going to matter. <laughs> okay. No. AC 12? Nah. I don't know why I jumped up to the Dwebble when it was not the Dwebble's turn. It should have been Scott's <laughs> turn. And then Gregory. Nice. Scott, what are you doing with your man CDOT? You know what? I'm going to harden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, Gregory, can you finish this Dwebble off? Alright. Peppy, having a, bl- having a blast, as they say, will let out three more bubbles in rapid succession, and they will all miss. Well, because... the last one's a d4, so I wouldn't anticipate that one ending at all. Oh. You did that again. It, I don't know it why it the shifts yeah. to... It's weird. 13? No, that's no. not enough. No. Charlie, all, right, all, the, all the bubbles just hit it and pop on its shell. Charlie. Okay, we're, we're, I guess we're going to peck it. Nope. First of all. Nope, not with that seven. It's, it's, it's resistant. <laughs> you know, I'll give you props. You didn't oh, wait, sing no, that one. Not, oh, it no, it's not. It's, it's, it's normally normal. It's turn? Because, oh, my gosh. What? And I oh well I had it roll its turn ahead of time. We rolled a two five, so I'll say that that yeah. was its turn to be fair. All right, Amma. Okay. All right, we're gonna. Oh, I gotta change it back. What are we gonna Fairy do? Fairy wind is normally there. offend this thing, or is it resistant? You could just try it. I am. At this well, point, yeah. you're I very close well, to killing well. this thing. Six is not no, gonna get there. No, you're fine. Scott, so, I'm assuming he you. is going to harden. I think is the is the safe play. Yeah, I'm gonna harden. <laughs> perfect. Um, so I'm gonna lift Peppy up out of the water and let her release three more bubbles in an attempt to defeat this. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen is gonna hit. Two water. You want to describe it? You take it out. <laughs> nice. So two bubbles, two bubbles zip past this dwebble, and the third one slowly floats until it just pops right in its eyes, and it faints. With that, how much experience and monies are we getting? You guys went through it. So for those listening, we will handle XP off camera for now. Let me see. There was three goons, which each had, which each were planning they to were do five, two. Five Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got all that for XP afterwards. So you guys are each gonna <sighs> gain one thousand one hundred experience, one thousand one hundred monies. Ooh. The way that I'll have it end is, in addition to you guys having to think about who you want to take from those three schools, right? Those three classrooms. You then mm-hmm. have to um, shipwright Barney's going to go up to Scott and go, That was a tremendous fight, young man. I want you to know that. And I don't give out compliments lightly. Now, Team Last Hope, I will be more than glad to build a ship for ye. But I do have a question. You can choose to start off with one of these three things. 
would have to figure out what three colors you want to have represent your team's colors that can be shown on our fair chat hots over there in the cages. As you see, like, over on the side, like, the big glass tank filled with the chat hots there. Something to think about. What design you'd like on your flag with what three colors. And then you're allowed one free ship accessory to start. You can either get one of our, our, our complimentary cannon we nickname Old Whistler, which can help you attack enemy ships. Now, there's a chance it may explode. But nonetheless, it still does a whopping ton of damage specifically to other ships, where Pokemon may not be dealing as much as a literal cannonball going in and smashing through parts of ships. You see what I'm saying? We can install an extra mast, which would quarter a day of travel. Or, if you'd like, on the front of some of the most famous ships, people have wooden busts made in the form of whatever you'd like. And that's what our friend over there does. And he points at the seaweed-filled-looking Tangela, and it waves its, like, has a little chisel in its hand and waves at you guys. Oh, hi. And it says, so those be <laughs> your choices. Um, and what the uh, bus will do, it's in front for apparel and it helps your ship stand out from others. So if you want to be like a prestigious known group, having that bust is something where it's kind of like, that's our ship. So when people see that bust coming into port, they're like, oh, we know that. You know what I'm saying? Like it helps build credibility. Mm -hmm. So something to think about. And this is for DM to say players so that you guys can tell people what you're thinking of next time to think about off camera. You have colors to think about, three colors, and then those colors will also be shown on your chat tot to match it. Cute. If you want to have the ship accessory of Old Whistler, an extra mast, or a like wooden bust in the front protruding out of the ship, you know, like in the horror movies and things. And um, what design to be on the flag. Okay? Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we will call it. Do you want to hear more content from us? Then check out our Patreon link down below for more details. Or, if you even just want to have a chat with us, you can check out our Discord and Instagram. Links also below. And remember, DM told me to... Believe in yeself that you too can be a captain someday.